Yeah, and she's like doing a lot of like singing and her in the moments like we're gonna get down in I mean, the fantasy yeah. suite. I'm she's like, been wanting to bone Peter for a while. And not I, just Peter. Not, <laughs> not just Peter. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Wow. That is that is really my first reaction when I think about this episode. I, I don't even have like a pithy remark. There's no one thing for us to focus on because every second of this episode was just gripping, explosive (laughs) in one sense or another. And we finally really got to see Hannah. She found her voice. She found her voice. She came into her own and she took control of this season. Um, And I'm so excited to talk about it. I'm worried that we're going to talk for like four hours, which we cannot do. Okay, I'm I'm mentally preparing not to do that. So here to talk with us for a reasonable amount of time about this extremely eventful episode, we're joined by one of our favorite Bachelor stars of all time, Rachel Lindsay. Hi, guys. Welcome to the pod. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You couldn't have picked a better episode. I feel like it's fate. It just happened to be such a good episode, and I get to talk with you guys about it. I know. We were like, Rachel is like the perfect person we want to talk (laughs) to about like everything that went down on this episode. So it was just like written in the stars. um, Let's dive in. Jed and Hannah's relationship. Oh, All right. wow, yeah. Let's do Woo. this. We're in, Fantasy suites, baby. We're in Crete, which I love. It's a beautiful location. Gorgeous. But I read a lot of Greek mythology for kids growing up, and so I just expected to, like, the word Crete just evokes togas and laurel wreaths for me. <laughs> there um, were not enough togas in this episode. No. Or enough Greek mythology references. <laughs> there was tried. one that was used, and it was totally incorrect. <laughs> yeah. like, Zeus, really? Maybe Paris. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, whenever you compare a guy to a Greek god, there's a very strong chance you're comparing him to a serial rapist, and that's, yeah. like, kind of an issue with the whole, <laughs> so the whole genre. But a Zeus especially. Um, So uh, here we are in Crete. It's beautiful. I really want to go to Greece now. Hannah's in an olive floral bomber jacket. It is her second floral bomber jacket. It's been a whole variety. In two episodes. Um, I just want access to her wardrobe. Um, And she is meeting Peter first. Uh, I feel like Peter really is an early date because she still seems really excited and Bubbly it seemed to me like this suite. actually was the first one filmed. I I think okay when they showed mine, mine were in the exact order. They were they showed were. them in, and I think even on Nick's season, it was the same way, if I recall. So I think I think they're starting to do that now. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because I always wonder what they get out of switching them up because it does. I feel like it must inform the emotional state of the lead. So by moving them, I I get it with hometowns, I guess, because the date schedule is done by logistics. But on Fantasy Suites, you can really be like, we should put Luke last because he's going to be nuts. And you can just do it that way and then show it in that order. So why wouldn't you just do that? I don't know. I think it depends because I remember with me, they asked me, they were like, here are the dates this week. They got your input. Mm -hmm. They were like, these are the different dates. Who do you want to have each date? 
And I oh, thought about it. So, so interesting. mine wasn't strategic as far as like, oh, I want to do this with this person. It was, okay, well, I know I've already done this with this person, so I want to change it up and I want to do – that's really I, – I didn't have a specific order. That's really interesting. So, like, is that how most of the dates go down? Like, how much control do, do you have as the lead over who gets which date? I pretty much had control over most people. I mean, when it kind of gets to the end where it's a free-for-all, where, like, you've kind of given everybody you've wanted to have a one-on-one, so you're just kind of picking and choosing. Because <laughs> at that point, like, yes. your mind is pretty much, you know who your top you know. people are if you don't know the one. At that point, I took more producer input as yeah. far as who I would take. Yeah. Well, Hannah does mention later that she was really excited to do her bucket list, uh, was it Santorini? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Date with, with Luke, Luke, which... I think I feel like Santorini has now been ruined for her. I know, but it sounded like a choice that she had made that was yes. like we have this special relationship yeah. and we're going to do this special thing for me and maybe not the best decision, but her decision nonetheless. Um so but, Peter is first. Yeah, and she's like doing a lot of like singing and her in the moments like we're going to get down in I mean, the fantasy suite. Yeah. She's I? been wanting to bone Peter for a while. And not I, just Peter. Not, not just Peter. <laughs> I respect it. I, just, I do too. I, Own it. Yeah, yeah, I love but it. But I did get that sense that all of the sexual repression of the whole season was building up to this first fantasy suite day. And she's like, I get to do it now. Yeah. It's Finally, happening no matter what. He's like, no cameras. No cameras and boning. Um, so they, they meet on a beach. Uh, they're going to sail. Peter is so excited by the idea of operating another vehicle that he just cannot contain himself. He A man hugs who her loves gratitude. his vehicles. He loves them so much. I feel like Hannah needs to get Peter away from transportation for a date where she will never know how much of it is really about her. Like, he gets so hyped by the plane <laughs> think about that. and the boat. It just, like, gets all mixed together. <laughs> He's always like, I just love that I get to be on a boat. With you, also. That part is That's, also important. <laughs> was anybody else bothered? I wish I would have tallied up the minutes of the intimacy part, like the making out, the kiss, all of that, versus the conversation. Like, I feel like it would have been really heavy one side more than the other. The it was a lot. At yeah, least, at a least lot of with intimacy. Peter, it was just yeah. a lot. I was... And Peter's date went really fast because they clearly had to save a lot. There, there was one more fantasy date than usual, plus they had to save extra time for Luke. And so Peter's date, they were already at the night date by the 12th minute of the episode. Yeah, I think his was fairly just, uneventful. So yeah. they just sort of were like, this is a nice date. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, here they are. They like each other. They're making out on a boat. And, and I, know the, I know the conversation was there. Like, I'm always hesitant to talk about it just because... My season, they showed a lot of yeah, um, like with Brian, intimate, intimate moments with Brian, and we had a lot of conversations. So I'm always hesitant because I'm like, I know it's there. We're just it just doesn't fit in the narrative of whatever the theme is for her season. Yeah. We know what the theme is. Yeah, no, the theme is horniness. <laughs> yeah, and like, they stayed on that this okay. episode. No, I feel like if I were Hannah, I would be watching this and being like. I mean, everyone makes out with their guys, right? Like, why are they only showing that? Yeah. Um, also, yeah. when you're dating someone, you probably make out with them a bunch. Like, that's yeah. the fun part yeah. about starting to date someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But when we do get conversation, it's him being like, wow, if I could get a picture of you oh, against God. this background, I'd make it my screensaver forever. forever. I, I was like, I don't believe that, first of all. I was like, like that's also just such a weird screensaver. Line. That's it's weird. It's such a 2019 line. It made me think of, um, of To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Just like, obviously, I'm going to make you my screensaver pick, girl. Like, that's the most romantic thing I could say to you. It was, I don't know about Peter. Like, I just, he's very Magoo to me. Like, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> I just I loved him more after his hometown, but then I thought maybe I just love your family same. more. I felt the exact same way. Yeah. Like I was very charmed by his family, but it's telling that that is the only episode that I've been like really drawn same. to him. Yeah, and same. I think that that's telling that Hannah gave him a rose right away after that date. When I don't think that they have the strongest relationship, but mm-hmm. I think she just was like, oh, his family. I would love to be around his family. Um, and now it's just her and Peter again. But Peter is good at this one, like, regardless of what I just said, he does manage to always talk about their relationship like they're just dating, like they're just two people who met and to not use the bachelor lingo. Like he'll just instead of being like, I'm beginning to fall in love with you. He's like, do you know how much I like you? Which is just such much a more like, natural, such like a week four of a new relationship thing to say. And it was cute. I liked yeah, it. it was sweet. He's very sweet. Yeah. Um, should I think we... he's charming. I think he's I a think smooth. He I think, I think he's he is. Smooth. He, is. he is smooth. Well, should we talk a little bit about the the news? The, 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 the quote-unquote news. news. I'm, I'm going to say that, like, Claire and I kind of both fall on the side of, did this need to be a story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so apparently Peter um, had a girlfriend last year. Um, Shortly before, a few months before filming. They dated for several months, and it sounded, it was long distance, but sounded fairly intense. They said, I love you. They visit each other's families. They went on vacation. And then um, they talked about moving to each other's cities, and he broke up with her in December. And she, uh, in the interview that she gave to E.T., seems very clear that she was the last relationship he was talking about that really left him very heartbroken and that she is confused by that because he dumped her and also that she thinks he dumped her to go on the show. A couple things. One is that he dumped her at least, like, weeks before final casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that he yeah. did end the relationship. And to me, that's, like, a huge thing. That's like, a very big difference. Yeah. Like, I think that's what you need to do if you're going to go on the show. A lot of people are dating someone when they start talking exactly. to casting. Yeah. My initial reaction when I saw it was, and... Like yeah. what? Like why? Why are you coming out with this now? You're faulting him for one thing, but it sounds like you're the one who's trying to get like your 15 seconds of fame or whatever. I just, I felt like honestly, I was like, this is what Jed should have done. You know, yeah. sounds like right. Peter and, ended did it the, the right ended way. the relationship. And I think, look, I have empathy for anyone who gets, you know, doesn't get the closure they want in a relationship. There are a lot of relationships that end in a messy kind of crappy way, or someone doesn't explain themselves to you in the way that you would want. Um, I also understand like the base impulse when you're watching someone be portrayed as some sort of romantic hero and there's a tendency for audiences watching The Bachelor to really like idealize these guys. So I understand wanting to be like, no, but he's not he's not what you think. But all of that being said, like I don't think that the public should be litigating every past relationship of everyone yeah, who goes exactly. on this show. It doesn't and feel like she our business. is in another relationship. So right. even more reason as to why Just are you doing go. this right now? Like, yeah. move on. Like, I get it. I get what you were saying, Emma, but it's like, just move on. It does. This doesn't need to be yeah. talked about. Like, by to any me, means. this is like, 
gossip vent session with your friends. And if I were her friend and she said all this to me, I'd be like, wow, what an asshole. But like that's not the same as, as a being national news story. A national news story. And I I was really confused to have it framed as like she's coming forward as if he had done some sort of dastardly deed to her. When at worst he kind of like it sounds like love bombed her a little bit, but was never really that committed to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think look, I'm significantly more concerned by, you know, the Tyler that was removed after week one because there Tyler were really G really serious allegations brought up against him and about Luke, who appears to be pretty, like, emotionally manipulative and abusive. Like, those things concern me more than someone who did maybe a run-of-the-mill kind of crappy dating behavior right. in his 20s before he yeah. went on the show. I don't even know who Tyler G is. He and I recap the, the show every week. Yeah. He was the first one-on-one. On one. One on one, and then he just disappeared. And he disappeared. He disappeared. And apparently he was removed because multiple women came forward with very serious allegations of... How yeah. are we not yeah. vetting this out? I mean, How are we not I getting I think that this? was part of the vetting is that they were just like, let us know if anything, if any of these guys are bad and we'll take care of it. And I guess they just removed him. I so mean, good, yeah. well, know, good for them yeah, for good that, for that. Right. I'm glad they did. Yeah. Um, um, sorry. So back to Peter's date. So we head to the night date. Another pink coat. And another pink dress. <laughs> a lot of monochrome, a, very a lot of Barbie's pink. outfit, yes. Um, and Peter is clearly just going into this. I mean, first of all, he teaches her to say cheers in Greek. And I was like, you don't need to know every language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get it. Yeah, I'm sure you just talk, speak in Greek all the time at home. Um, so he's clearly gearing himself up to say I love you and really struggling with it. Um, so he brings up his family and how much they loved her. And then he's like, no, that's not really getting me up to the point. So he's he like, restarts flying. like four times. Let's talk about flying. <laughs> I know that I can say I love you when I'm talking about my plane. <laughs> and he says, flying with you was a whole new experience. Obviously, you know how much I love it. But with you, I'd never felt anything like that before. And then he's like, I was nervous before today. And she was like, so was I. And he was like, well, I feel like in the past with women, I felt like I had to be perfect and not my true self. And with you, it's the opposite. Never met anyone like you. You inspire me. You challenge me. Your flaws are perfect for me. And then he's like, I've realized how in love with you I am. And it's the greatest feeling ever. How did you guys feel about this speech? Meandering. (laughs) <laughs> Could have been tightened up a little bit. Yeah, like he needed an editor, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you could argue that maybe it was, it is when you're in that moment, okay, being the person who's who's been yeah. in the moment before, like it is hard to kind of gather your feelings and you're being vulnerable very quickly and you're kind of fighting yourself. You're like, should, should I, I feel do this? this way yeah. already? But I kind of do. And, and I, and. I appreciated that he was kind of struggling. You could see that he was processing it as he was saying it. And then finally was just like, F it. I'm just going to say it. Can we curse? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fuck it. I'm just going (laughs) to say it. Uh, we have the little red E by our uh, by yeah. Our we we love so. to curse, so yeah. please, we should, yeah. Just, yeah. I like, love to ask. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I we can't be censored. So uh, so she pulls out the fantasy sweet card and invites him to join her, and they kiss. And then he says, "Guess what?" And she says, "What?" And he says, "I love you." He just like loves saying it now. The They're very broken. giddy together, which is sweet. Yeah. So they head to it's the cute. date and, and guess. Yes. A windmill. It's a windmill. This means Peter is the we fucked in a windmill guy. <laughs> Twice. 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 You, 
Wow. I just, I love it. I love Wait, it. Honestly, I thought it was going to be Tyler. I thought it was going to be Jed. <laughs> I, I thought it was Jed, too. I was shocked it was Peter. But I, I guess what I love so much about that, we fucked in a men well twice. It's like, well, a lot of times people fuck twice in a night. So yeah. I was kind of like, good for you. Yeah, Maybe it's the I know. first time she said it twice in I a night. I was like, good for make you. up, you know, make good use of the time. Like, yeah. I know you guys often don't, you know, right? Don't you get to the actual fantasy sweep quite late? Often. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like so limited hours. <laughs> it is. And you do stay up all night and you do talk a lot and you do have fun in whatever yeah. way. But um, and you, I can tell had, this was a, a new experience. Right? I had yeah. a checklist. I had a lot of questions to ask before we could get started with anything. <laughs> but I feel like that with Hannah, it's like this is new. This is liberating. She is sowing her wild oats oh, and good yeah. for her. She is like, 24. I mean, and she is, should. She should. And she, she should. should. It's just funny because usually the bachelorette is like. 27 to 30 and is like I've sown my wild oats and now I'm ready to be really serious and Hannah's like I literally cannot wait any longer to have sex this (laughs) has just been like way too long I know it's so true it's so true I'm like girl a windmill I could top that (laughs) I know I was like this is definitely the craziest place Hannah's ever had sex in a in a king size bed in a windmill listen relatable not all of us have crazy sex locations (laughs) weren't y'all shocked at how small it was when they got in there I was was like Okay, I'm feeling a little claustrophobic. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like there was a lot of stone walls really holding I you in. It. I I have a an Claire has for now cozy stone. Claire has booked living. the windmill for her next vacation. I heard some people on other podcasts being like that was the worst one and I was like no you can go to a hotel suite anytime but how, when yeah. are you going to have sex in a windmill? It's Only true. I agree. And also like we needed the iconic line. I fucked in a windmill. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, exactly. thank you. Yeah. Um, they open a chest that has been strategically placed there and find condoms, which is Peter's wink, wink, lay nudge, nudge. You know what? I'm glad that they have finally shown that they do provide yeah, they do. contraception. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which we have indeed heard. Yeah, yeah. they do. But, but they like, rarely show it. Yeah, glad to see it. Which Peter has made that acceptable by being the sweet... <laughs> round-faced condom boy um, of The Bachelor. See, I can't take it. He has the hair of a toddler. I cannot, <laughs> cannot take him seriously. Oh, Peter. Um, so she says, "I, you know, intimacy is really important and to have those moments that are like, my body is your body, my soul is your soul, and we're completely entangled. That's what I want in my future. And I was like, yeah, they're having sex. Like, we get it. <laughs> this, um, I felt, was the most... Like, they really put it out there that they had had sex. I yeah. mean, I yeah. guess they could since she had already said that we knew she was going to say the windmill thing. But it was very forthcoming that they did. Normally, it's like a Very to. coy. It's, yeah. N- they normally yeah. play very coy. That probably affected it that they were – because they didn't do that with any of the other dates. And I suspect that this is not the only date on which she had sex. Yeah. But with sure. Jed, they were not like – Last night, we went to Bone Town. They only did that with the one where she explicitly referenced it later. So I feel like they felt yeah, like Yeah, narratively, they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's wait, they wake up, and this is when she compares her <laughs> partner uh, to Zeus and herself to Aphrodite. Um, sure. And then she does yeah, an interpretive exactly. Aphrodite dance for... <laughs> The in the moment. <laughs> Peter is um, in the moment. She was feeling good. So was Peter. He's yeah. He's like, we came together so much. 
I, I couldn't believe they had that line in there. Yeah. And there was so, even a pause. Yeah. I was like, um, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> we came together we so came much. together. And ABC. bonded. ABC. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, "Yeah, you know, after last night, mic drop, game over." So this dude, he's thinks, very impressed. He thinks he's very good at sex. Oh my god, can you yeah. imagine if he if he gets sent home, he's got to be questioning it yeah. because he's he like, has... "Am I actually bad at sex?" Because he's like, "I just had the game of my life back there, and apparently it was not enough." So now what? You know, what? Now every what? man needs to be humbled. Yeah, no, so, for like, sure. This is healthy. This might be healthy for him. A little insider thing, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this before, but when you stay in your fantasy suite, there's always a producer that stays with you. And what? I can't. Um, I'm like, where was the producer in that windmill? <laughs> I thought where the whole was the thing producer? was like that you're alone. You are, but like they're usually like you're in a house, or, right. or if you're in a hotel, they're Maybe like two they doors down, or, or the door down. If you're in a house, they're like downstairs and you're upstairs. They're always around. So I wonder if there were floors to the windmill, though. Yeah. Because it was very been. narrow. It's a yeah, cylinder. Yeah, I wonder if there's I, another little room. But maybe. my God, there had to have been an echo. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm sorry for whoever that producer Yeah, this was, was. not... And the windows clearly were, like, sort of open. They were not, like, airtight, glassed-in windows. So someone's hearing the cries of ecstasy. (laughs) Also, as you mentioned, the Greek mythology, not exactly accurate. Aphrodite is Zeus's daughter. Um, I was fully aware (laughs) that that was not correct. Yeah, I was like, oh, boy. You're like, "Mm, no, 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 no. As she was saying it, she wasn't even quite sure. She was like, Aphrodite. Well, goddess she was right love. that yeah. Aphrodite is the goddess, goddess of, of love. love, but Hera is Zeus's, Zeus's wife. wife. Zeus exactly. is the one who kept, like, basically just, like, raping beautiful women. Like, you'd just be like, that one, I want her. I'm going to turn into, like, a golden shower or whatever. Yeah. And, like, attack her <laughs> and get her pregnant. That was Zeus's thing. So I, I'd choose a different like, one. Yeah, hopefully it was a different vibe with Peter. It seems to have been very consensual. <laughs> yes. Um, and... Tyler. Uh, next is Tyler. 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 <laughs> How do you feel about Tyler, oh. Rachel? <laughs> I think Tyler is very handsome. Mm-hmm. I think Tyler says all the right things, but I actually believe him when he says it. Exactly. He's mm-hmm. also been set up to say good things. It's like whatever she says, it's like he can't help but have like a really good <laughs> response, even with what went down in that episode. How else was he supposed to respond? Like, that's yeah. it. I'm out. I'm, I'm here just for like what goes down in the fantasy suite. No, I mean, she set him up to have a really, really good response. It's, Absolutely. And I think true. that he could. The thing about Tyler is that he says the baseline expectation thing, but he just puts it a bump higher like he's he doesn't only just say like of course I understand I'm glad just to have time with you he's like boundaries girl are the most romantic (laughs) thing I love your boundaries I just want to like respect your boundaries and that's the only thing I care about and also just like being with you under the stars and you're like oh so he just like took that normal reaction and put it in a beautiful package I feel like his entire edit and also his entire twitter feed is just like pandering to people like me but I just I love it the thing is that I do think he's like a genuine. I think nice it's person. no. I think it's genuine. I and just so feel I'm like okay the, the persona is like tailor made to appeal to to like us. Yes. That part. <laughs> I I am. I think he's extremely attractive. I think he is the most attractive guy there, and yes. so does she. And I think she also is like. And she kind of said it this episode. I can't believe that he's here for me. And that's kind yeah. of like her whole approach with him. Like, how did I pull a Tyler? Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I. I, I I, and I, I yeah, get it. I get it. But yeah. you are so right about, I think that 
some of it, I think he says things because he knows that the audience is going to go crazy over it. And he knows that it's playing into it. I'm just not a person who's going to obsess over anybody. And people are so obsessed yes. with him. And we've talked about how we think it's always a little bit dangerous to like valorize someone too yeah. much. The thing with Tyler that sort of cracks me up is that often someone appears to be like very charming and I'm won over by how they're portrayed on TV. And then like you learn more and more and you're more and more turned off by them. Mm -hmm. And with Tyler, I'm like, He's just out here, like, tweeting about the Flint water crisis. Yeah. And, no, like, with Tyler, we were both um, very skeptical yeah, at first. Yeah, like, I was so not on board at first. Trajectory. Yeah, and so it's very startling because usually this is not how it goes with people on, on this show. I'm, yeah. like, more repulsed by them as time goes on. Same. And with Tyler, I'm more won over. But it makes me nervous. And this is why I don't want Tyler to be The Bachelor. I think it would ruin him. <laughs> and, like, I'm not the—I'm never going to be a fan of, of someone where I'm, like, I love them. They're perfect. Like, no. they should be The Bachelor. Everyone should— should want to get with them I'm like I want to be able to enjoy them while knowing in the back of my head that they have flaws and I just don't want to find out about them <laughs> I have it's I I have always believed Tyler I will say that I have mm. always thought that he was just as genuine as he as as he comes across on the screen I, I I don't know what it is about him but I do feel he is very aware of what people think of him and I mm. think that now, yes, he plays into it a little bit more than he normally would. Yeah, no, he's definitely leaning into it. And, and I think I feel okay about lines. it because, like, people on this show have a platform. 100%. And so often you see people use it, like, or don't use it at all or use it in a way that I find to be, like, part of the problem, mm -hmm. shall yeah. we say. Um, and at least Tyler is is not doing that and is, like, amplifying some you know, points of view and causes that I think are genuinely important to get in front of an audience that might not know about these things. Yeah. So he they definitely disappointed yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I thought was interesting is that Hannah uh, knows that she and Tyler have this really hot chemistry. I think she's known that for a while and that the physical element of their relationship is distracting. So what she chose for their date was a couple's <laughs> massage. And this seems like a miscalculation to me, like to the point that later in the date, she's like, we can't have sex in the fantasy suite because we need to focus on our emotional connection. And I was like, so why didn't you give him a walking around town date? Right. Why does Jed get all the walking around town dates? And Tyler or Lucas got or bleh, Luke got one, too. Yeah. Those are the dates that you talk the most to people. Right. Yeah. And so I think that it just shows how much she really likes Jed because you're exploring things together. And there's something yeah. very endearing about that. And mm -hmm. it's like these memories that you're building together. It's kind of it's more as realistic. To having, yeah, as opposed to having like this boat that in this scenery and it's all, almost doing all the talking for you. It yeah. made me feel like and that her emotional connection with Tyler maybe just isn't quite there and maybe won't yeah. ever get there. Yeah, I think that she wanted to have those experiences with someone that she thought was going to make it to the final two, like the walking around town, like conversation dates. And with Tyler, she would be able to like sort of indulge in their chemistry and then also use it as a wall so that she wouldn't have sex with someone that she wasn't going to end up with. And then, and, and then I think she actually ended up really enjoying their overnight and that is what left her very emotional afterwards. I think she knew that when she saw him walk away and just how, like, good of a person he is, yeah. she knew her tears were, but I know you're not the one. That's yeah. what I yeah, felt. Yeah, that's kind I of how so. I felt as well. Yeah. yeah, I think that she ended up feeling more complicated because they had good conversations, and she was like, oh, you are going to be a really good 
husband for someone. Yeah, a really genuine. Mm-hmm. And he is a, it seems to be a very, very genuine person. He does. Um, but we do have to briefly talk about the massage date. Because oh, my God. I've never seen anything like that it on was, my television. I don't know what ABC is up to It was right some, now. like, <laughs> ba- it was, like, I was, like, it's not even 10 p.m. What's going on? It, it was really bordering on Skinamax. You guys, I was watching it in public, and I have never, I no lie, I was watching it on my iPad, and as soon as he got off the table to massage her, I covered it up. I had, like, my AirPods in. I just covered it up, and I just, like, looked around. I was like... I do not want people to think that I'm watching something inappropriate. I mean, here's the <laughs> thing. So We've seen a lot of, like, sort of, like, like skimpily clad makeouts. Peter had one earlier this season with her. But there was something just about the the pacing and the setup and the, and the sheer level of nudity that I was like, <laughs> massage is like a big subcategory of porn. Like like this is yes, literally yeah. this is proceeding exactly like a very a significant percentage of, of porn <laughs> movies. So like it's not just that it's like explicit, it's that it like literally resembles <laughs> porn. And so it's very weird to like be watching that in a context that is a family show about finding love and getting married it was it was i consider myself a sexual person and it was a lot for me i felt weird watching it yeah yeah it was so i did it i was like this is very i just listened which was still i mean it was very it was it was hot i mean it didn't sound like porn i will give that to them like it sounded different but I was interested, like, do you think that that was sort of set up for him to do that? Or do you think that Tyler was like, I need some alone time with her, guys. Like, here's a 20. It felt like, set up It was me. 100% yeah. set up. Yeah. Like, it was produced. Yeah, they were like, they Tyler's was the, like, on. sexy guy. Tyler's the hot yeah. one. We're going to give the audience this kind of candy, almost. You know, the way that they, like... <sighs> forced Sean to be shirtless in the shower all the time. It felt similar to that. And I feel like the women, you know, who who were actually performing the massage wouldn't have been so like, oh, yeah, sure, come on. They'd be like, no, excuse me, sir, we have a job to do. Stay on the table. (laughs) No happy happy endings. This this is a professional (laughs) spot. But he basically just, like, climbs on top of her. and I'm getting all hot and bothered just thinking about it. She is topless. It was a lot. It was was so much. So much. Um, And... Hannah, it, they're like oiled up. Like it's, she's like t- chemistry with Tyler is not an issue. I think that's an understatement. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and she says he tempts me, and I want to be physical with him, but I'm scared about how far it can go when our emotional communication still needs to catch up. This is like a death knell for Tyler. Like when you hear the emotional connection is not there by fantasy suites, it's probably not gonna get there. Like there might be like. Oh, I still have some questions about what our life could be out outside of this for a, a real right. contender. I think there's but not something that's just simply there. not there, and it seems to be confusing to her because she yeah. does think he's a great person, and she does obviously have this really intense physical chemistry yeah. with him. But I, I don't think, think that he's Tyler it. again. He knows how to say all the right things. I think he means them, but that's not really the same thing as communicating with someone. No, it's not, and I think maybe that's the thing that shows his inexperience with the relationships which mm-hmm. his family has talked about he has talked about like it's just yeah. i guess my one thing with him is there's like no depth and i remember that episode where she kept asking him all these questions and she he was like trying to to say something and she was like but how but why but like yeah yes he's sweet he's he's genuine but he doesn't go below the surface yeah i think that he has been very comfortable 
like hooking up, dating around, not really getting any deeper because things have always been fine. He's had good relationships with his teammates and with women. And he doesn't he's never needed to like plumb any deeper. And he just like has never learned how. And now he's like, I feel like I want a wife like that seems to like fit into the life that I want and people that I respect have them. And like, it sounds great. But he doesn't know how to have that kind of relationship. Um, so they head to the night date and he's like, it's going to be fireworks tonight. We're going to really grow together. <laughs> um, he's going <laughs> to kiss her. He's going to hold her. He's not going to hold anything back. Um, but he is he, as it happens. Yes. Um, <laughs> he will hold back. They will both hold back. Uh, uh, so he says a lot of these lines, uh, you know, our future is getting close. It's getting so real. I want to run with it. I want to tackle the world with you. And Hannah's like, all right. So we've had a really nice relationship, but we really need to grow in our emotional relationship. I think our physical relationship has been overwhelming and the the rest of it isn't really there yet. And so she picks up the card and says, I don't want to go into the fantasy suite and have sex because it's not what our relationship needs. We need to grow an emotional connection instead. I thought this was kind of interesting and insightful that she could articulate that to him so clearly. Yeah. Although, again, I think possibly she was just like I can't protecting the relationship yeah, yeah. Yes. with also, someone else. Which is also yes. fine. Yes. I, I, I agree with both of what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think she knew at that point. But I loved that she expressed it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he saw her actually say that to him. Exactly. Behind yeah. closed doors. And I think the first, you know, half or more of this season, I felt frustrated with the way Hannah was articulating herself. Like, I didn't feel like we were getting, like, actual specific things being said. And this episode was very different, and I found it refreshing. Should we talk about Tyler's response? Someone transcribed, Lauren yes. Zima transcribed this on Twitter, and so I think we need Emma, to just read Emma it would like to follow. read it. Yes. Do you have a poll? Yes, up? he said, <laughs> tonight, fantasy suites, it has a connotation of sex. For me, it's way more than that. I just want to be with you, have that time with you. You have to really love and respect and honor each other's boundaries. I would never press you or pressure you at all. I want you to be 100% comfortable and confident in whatever we do together. <laughs> this part is insane. I look at the man I am today. <laughs> It's not the same kid I was nine weeks ago. What? <laughs> I glossed over that man He's before grown. our very yeah. eyes. You got me to open up so much, and I don't want this to end. I don't want to stop looking in your eyes. I don't want to stop seeing that smile. I don't want to stop hearing that laugh, seeing those dimples. I can stand here today and tell you I do love you. I am so falling for you. You mean the world to me. I would love to spend more time with you and just be us. Holy shit. Like, I have so many feelings about what? this. First if of all, I heard that speech, I would be like, I need to leave. Yeah. Like, this like, is what just, is happening. I, I can't meet you at this level yeah. of it's, sentiment. Which is why I get why people question his sincerity when I when I hear it like that. Like, in the moment, I was like, wow, that was a really mature. But yeah. when you break it down like that, I'm like, ah, it's one of those. It's, that sounds so good. Too good to be true. You right. Know? But and I, I do believe him. I believe him too. Believe That's him. the thing. I believe him too. And I, I really, I loved that the show was presenting consent and boundaries and discussion of sex as something that is important and can be sexy in its own right. Um, because as we've talked about, like the show has a history of being very coy around sex, which can be really detrimental in the messaging uh, and I thought that this was it's it's really 
important for consent and boundaries to and communication about sex to be presented as something that is not only like necessary but also sexy and can grow a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And the. <laughs> The dude, um, the the guy that I've been dating was over last night watching, and he was sort of like, is she just repeatedly thanking him for, like, essentially not raping her? And yeah. I was like, yes, a little, but also, like, that is sadly where the bar is for some women. Like, she says later, like, Tyler is the most respectful person I've ever been with, and I believed her. And, and she that says is ever twice. Like, she yeah. really emphasizes it. And that concerned me because, yeah, that should be normal. And clearly, in but also if it hasn't been. And also, if we look at, you know, the conversation that's been going on nationally over the last two years, like, it's it's not the norm. Yeah. No, unfortunately. It's not. It's not. Yeah. And, and I, I, do, I mean, I don't want to, like, no one here wants to set a low bar for no. men. <laughs> and I was telling Emma earlier, and I think I've said before on the podcast, like, I when I was single and dating and hooking up, like I think it was more common for me personally to meet men who are very respectful of my boundaries. And I had a lot of them because I was like trying to stay a virgin for religious reasons for like longer than now. In retrospect, I wish I had. And like people were very respectful in my case uh, most of the time. And like I wasn't like throwing them a parade, but it isn't universal. It's very common for men to behave otherwise. And it's really important that we like model that good behavior and we celebrate it Um, until everyone acts like that and the world is perfect. (laughs) Um, Waiting for that day. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we break down a whole lot more from Fantasy Suites, specifically about Luke, with Rachel Lindsay. Before we get back to the show, are you coming to our live show next week? If so, you might want to watch the first ever episode of The Bachelor because we're going to be talking about it. You can watch it on TubiTV.com. That's T-U-B-I-T-V.com. And now, back to the show. Next, it is Jed's date. Jed is bringing some weird energy into this date. Weird he is Jed energy. Still angry. Oh. He's angry and let down because Hannah felt like he was yeah. a toss up with her. He Luke. is still reeling from last week's rose ceremony. I have to be honest, I do feel like it was weird that it came down to them because I felt like they were the two guys that she was taking the most seriously as that was future husbands. It was on purpose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like 100%. Like he, she knew. He's the one who has the biggest issue with Luke. Yeah. So let's put the two of put them, them and because of how his hometown went. Like, she was just never going to send any of them home. No. And so she was like... And she was certainly never going to send Jed home. It's a hell of a week yeah. to not be able to make a decision, so she took all four with her. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's good timing, girl. You're smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. I was like, you know what? Respect. Well, then I feel like Respect. she had to do, like, very publicly be like, I'm not going to bone Tyler because I know everyone's going to think that I just took him into this week. To absolutely. No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. I... Okay, this is the probably the only time I'm ever going to compliment Jed because I have been against <laughs> Jen, from the start, from the moment he confessed about his music career, I was the one who was like, like no. bullshit. I was like, he, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. I would have sent him home immediately. But I actually understood Jed 
when he was talking to Hannah. Mm-hmm. He, to me, expressed what I have been thinking and what I have wondered with, with every guy that's been in that house. When you sit, when you live with someone who's as toxic as Luke and you see him every day more than the lead, and then now it's spilling over into the lead, and the lead is seeing how he is and how he affects other people, and it's not just people complaining, you're seeing it yourself. How are you keeping me? But then you also can have this relationship with this person. I I would ask some of the guys that I've been on the show with, like I've met some of the guys from her season, and I've said, did it not taint the way you thought about Hannah because you saw that she was keeping Luke and it made you question the way that she, you know, her judgment? Mm -hmm. And they would say, yes, we would all talk about it. So for Jet to bring it up, I thought it was a very real thing. Listen, I I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, you know what, Jed? I understand. I appreciated yeah. what he said to her. Now he called her out. And but I actually is, liked that Hannah responded quite well to it. She did. Initially. Initially. Exactly. I think that Jed is an imperfect messenger because we know how badly he was acting. And that to to constantly be like, how could you com- you know, compare me and Luke? Because he thinks that we all think that he's perfect right. when we know he's not. Or to say, like, I feel like you can't let go of negative things in your life, <laughs> given what he is doing at that very moment is frustrating. But I thought that it was very real. And I I think that women are tend to be very sensitive about this on the show, understandably, because there's so much judgment placed on women as, like, gatekeepers of sex to, like, have really good judgment about men in a way that we don't necessarily expect of men. But when men who are The Bachelor keep someone who is toxic in the house, I think that we do start to feel like it is casting some sort of question on his judgment. And it's understandable for the other women in the house to be like, I don't understand the choices you're making. And that's exactly what Jed was doing. I think it made a lot of sense. And I think that it's unrealistic, honestly, for Hannah to say, like, you can't take that into account. You can't let that affect exactly. our relationship. Right. They, they exactly. are living with this guy yeah. for weeks. Yeah. And and also, if you see yourself and you see this person and you feel that you're diametrically opposed to them exactly. in, in your yeah. values and the way that you act in the world, I would be confused, too. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, finally, somebody, I know you guys have been talking yeah. about it. Now, the other half of me <laughs> thought... Because we know what we know now, I thought, this guy's trying to get himself sent home. Interesting. That is, I saw someone else suggest that, too, and I thought that was interesting. I thought, you know what? He's made it far enough to a point where he'll, he will be a fan favorite. He will be liked. He could potentially be The Bachelor. Like he's And he's calling out the villain. That's yeah. what I thought. Like He's going to look like a hero, and I thought he was going to say, you know, well, then I can't be here. Or I thought he thought maybe he said enough for her to want to send him home. Because often That's what if thought. you talk yeah. about anyone else, you end up kind of exiting. I'm curious. Like, do you think that Jed is really into Hannah at this point? I do. I think he's actually. into her. And I think I, this is what happens on the show. You get when you come in like a Jed or you come in being very skeptical mm-hmm. when you actually like the person it blows your mind and you are shocked and you are like it's almost an infatuation you're like I can't believe I like this person this person likes me back I had no expectations and now all of these things are happening so I think he is caught up in the moment of it mm-hmm. but I still don't trust him like I yeah. think the moment yeah. that bubble burst and you escape the bachelor world he was going to go back to the th- same things that brought him onto the show I don't trust him either. I do think that he really believes that he's in love with Hannah. But what's odd to me about the he's trying to get sent home thing is that he 
could have gotten sent home, but he seems sort of taken aback when she starts to react negatively and then tries Mm. to walk back what he was saying such that she's not upset with him anymore. You can't send yourself home and then become the next Bachelor. I'm so skeptical. I I told like a part of me, a part of me loves what he did and a part of me doesn't trust what he did. I think that he he still had to look like a good guy. He couldn't let her run away. Then he's just sitting at the table. He had to get up and walk towards Mm -hmm. her. I also believe that he like all of those things could be true at the same time. You know, I think he could be struggling within himself. And I think he does genuinely care for her. I feel like he's also sort of boxed himself into a pretty impossible situation. I feel Mm -hmm. like he's looking at it maybe sort of as. Either Hannah chooses me over Luke or I get sent home the hero and I'm in bachelor contention. And both of those things are kind of acceptable outcomes to Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Like they have this sort of date that's set up to be more of like a fun, friendly like date. They're in a village I with a family. Find these so weird when they just like crash a random I mean, like cultural family gathering. A family it is if weird. they would throw a party. Like what? It's gonna. It's like a Thursday and morning. Then, and then we're like, also, could you ask them if they're getting married and uh, ask very invasive relationship questions? Yeah. It is weird. As a person who sat at these tables, <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> it's. I mean. I don't know what they think we're all getting out of it, but the woman the woman who ends up questioning Hannah and Jed keeps being like, well, how do you how are you going to choose between these four men? And like, I think you should just look at someone the first time and just know. And Hannah's like freaking out. Um <laughs> And then also, and, I don't think that's a reasonable expectation. No, of course and, not. Uh, perhaps there's <laughs> no, more vetting that needs to be done. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that woman believed that. Yeah. I feel like she was just being provocative. Yeah. She um, probably had, if you looked closely in earpiece, yes, they're yeah. just like, Ask if you this. could say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at this point, Jed gets defensive and is like, well, you know, when there are other people around that you're having relationships with, it can make it hard to just like, just know, I guess, right? Like that just it complicates things. Anyway, Hannah, can we go talk? Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> he's spiral. Yeah, he's losing his mind. So that's when he first brought it up is in the middle of the day date, he pulls Hannah aside and basically says, I know Luke really well and I've seen him behave really badly and lie and I care about you, and I don't understand how you could be so amazing and consider someone like Luke. What I thought was not convincing was that he keeps trying to frame it, especially when Hannah reacts badly later and during the night date. He keeps trying to frame it as, I just care about you. But I don't think the actual concerns yeah. he's bringing up are not about her. They're about him, which I think are valid. I think it's okay to be like, I agree. I'm worried about your judgment. I'm worried about like what this says about your maturity level and your ability to let go of negative things in your life. But to then be like, oh, I'm just worried about you. No, it's that is not. No, it's a concern that he has about their relationship because of this other relationship. And I I agree. It's completely valid. But like, just yeah, just own how you feel and stick to it. Don't like then try to turn it around like you're doing some magnanimous thing for her. Yeah. And also Hannah has a weird initial reaction, which I was trying to parse not like weird, weird, like bad, but she's like, she's sort of, I don't know. She's like, how honest do you want me to be? And I, I was, that was interesting. I thought that was interesting because I was like, what was, was she saying? Like, I could just tell you that like Luke is the person that I like have felt like it was going to be. And so it's very hard to let him go or like Luke is the best kisser. And so like, how can I say goodbye? To, like, what is she going to say? It's clearly something that's going to hurt Jed or alternatively, it's 
please just let me work through this because I think I'm going to pick you and I need you to like be patient. I think she just didn't know what she was going to say. Mm-hmm. I like I constantly and this is my like we talked about this. I think this is the most I've seen Hannah be very articulate in what it is that she's trying to say. But for weeks we've been watching her like really you can see her processing it, trying to figure out the words and the way that she wants to say it. So in that moment, I was like, she truly has no idea what to say. Yeah. Like none. Do you want me yeah. to be honest? Well, duh. That's why I ask you the question. <laughs> She's like, okay, just give me some more time. Yeah, <laughs> got to think through this a little bit more. You know, I mean, what's he going to say? I don't want you to be honest. Like he obviously is frustrated with the the ignorance is bliss approach. Like he wants right the information. Yeah. So I yeah. got it. Yeah. When you get to that point, I would imagine it's like just just be real. Just say you know, how you feel about me, about these other people. Well, because you have to think, and and I think it was Dustin who said it when he got home, she's in love with Luke. When you're keeping somebody, it's like you're blind and you are so in love. And so I think for him it was like clearly you want to be with this guy above all of us because you're choosing to ignore Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And I think that the question of how it affects their perception of the lead is something that we see presented from the other side a lot early in the season, which is the guys saying, she's a smart, strong woman. She's going to see through him. She's going to send him home. And what they're saying is part of what I like about her is that she is not someone who will fall for this. Part of what I like about her is that she is going to take care of this. So, of course, as she continues to not, we're seeing the crumbling of that narrative about her that that they clearly all were invested in. And we support that as long as it's like a positive thing. Um, But then they stop saying that. Because it's clearly not the case anymore. Yeah, How think, do they cope with that? I think people confuse strength with being outspoken. Yeah. They think just because you're outspoken that that means like you're you're strong and you can see through things and call things out. And that's not necessarily always the case. That this that just means you're outspoken. Yeah, I think yeah. you're opinionated. Outspoken. And I think she's she is young and she hasn't learned some of the lessons yet that we – tend to see leads have learned that uh, we would see a lot of bachelorettes when Luke showed his first couple red flags be like, I've experienced this before. I've seen this. I'm not going to do it here. Like, I've done that already. And Hannah is like, oh, I finally met my Prince Charming and it's going to be a rocky road. Um, so Jed is at this point, he's like, I thought she'd see through his shit, but he is still here. And so he is really articulating that feeling that like they all thought that she was this like person who was going to take ownership take charge of that situation and now he's like maybe maybe not um so they head to the night date and that conversation continues um and this is when she starts to get upset because she basically is like i i hope we're good like we you know you're we not happy that but out. that's my relationship and you get it and he's like well actually i do not it does have an effect on me it does have an effect on my feelings for you which is fair again yeah i supported it yeah, and and when she he pushes this a little bit, he's like, I feel like it says something about you, and like so it does worry me. And this is when she starts to get frustrated because it's not just him being worried about her; it's not just him having his own feelings. He is now like saying, "I'm pulling back from I'm pulling you back from and you. our relationship." To me, her frustration sort of read like. In her mind, she she knew she was going to send Luke home before the end, and she didn't want him still being there to, like, screw up the relationship that she thought would actually be the one. 
I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like she's yeah. still taking Luke very seriously, very seriously as a possibility at this point. Interesting. Because, Maybe I just wanted to interpret it that way. Right. Because I don't see there's no reason for her that. to keep him around. Like everyone hates him. It's not. <laughs> Why is he still there? People yeah. ask me all the time, are the producers making her keep him? No, no not right. at this point. She wants him there. She wants to see it through. She wants to. And yeah. I mean, you learn that. I know we haven't gotten to that part in the podcast yet, but you learn later, like the depths of why she's clinging on to this relationship so hard. Yeah. And I think that people often talk about how the show is scripted and like people have to be kept on the show for drama. And I, you know, have never been on the show. I don't have that much insider knowledge. But I do know that if the producers were controlling things, this would happen every season because mm-hmm. it is such right. juicy TV. Yeah, it is. To have the villain build up this relationship and then to have it explode like that so late in the season. But that usually doesn't happen, which means that Hannah is making that choice for herself. Um, and I think that she is frustrated because she wants to keep those relationships separate. separate she wants, yeah. she's taking Jed seriously. She's taking Luke seriously. Maybe they're the only ones she still is right. taking She seriously. wants to keep things compartmentalized and suddenly And Jed is like, not. that's not an option. And she's like, you can't make that ultimatum now. I was going to deal with this next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but she, because I think it shows how serious she is about Jed that she regroups after getting really pissed off smiles and apologizes to him she's um, very and so she knows Jed. it yeah. comes from a place of love um and so this is when he sort of starts to walk it back and is like no i trust you i just like totally trust you i just like really care about you and i'm, I'm worried about your well-being and she's like thank you um <laughs> So and then they move on. Now it's time nothing for has it. been resolved really, but they <laughs> they both I think decide like, okay, we, yeah, yeah. we don't want to we, do we're this. We're right done now. with this. Um, and then he's like, "Look, I love I love everything about you. You're so free and beautiful. I just like, oh, so beautiful. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, uh. she did it too. Like ah, <laughs> Chad the lyricist. Um, so <laughs> yeah, there's a song in there. Yeah, next Jeez. single dropping. <laughs> You're just so beautiful. Just like Arr. that's um, the whole chorus. So she produces the fantasy sweet card, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do this." This fantasy suite was the luxe one. It yeah, was cool. it was it really cool. nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I, I didn't have any that nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really trying to think. I'm Where like, were no. yours again? Spain. Spain. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen any, any of them use the amenities in their fantasy suite. Like you used to see them use the pool. All the time. Oh, and really? Now, yeah, and yeah. now you never yeah. do. Now you never see that. I think because they're shorter. Like it yeah. really is late nights, early mornings. Yeah, they don't like. It, it feels like they've allotted the time differently more and more as the seasons go on. So they wake up just snuggling in the sheets. They had a great night. Uh, they're feeling very close. They're very giggly. They are very happy. They're, I mean, yeah. they definitely so, boned. That's oh. And also, I <laughs> wondered sure. if she had said something to him about Luke off camera that had reassured him in some way. She probably did. There's, yeah. I, I guarantee they talked about something. Like the other. Right. I remember guys wanting, not guys, one guy wanted to talk to me about other guys in the fantasy suite. And it was kind of like, okay, I guess he's been waiting to do this off camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Color me shocked. <laughs> Um, I mean, or at least, like, because the Luke conversation went so badly, I wonder if instead she said something like, it's you, 
or like I think it's you. Right. I yeah. told Brian I, I loved him in the fantasy suite. You yeah. did. Yeah. And I mean, that I mean makes we couldn't, sense. couldn't I couldn't talk about that to anyone else. Like right. I couldn't I remember I told my producer he's the one, but you could you still have to a show to do. You know, right. there were three yeah. guys. You have a still. job. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, totally. He seemed very reassured. Yeah. yeah. But like, like I was like they very, had a much yeah. more explicit conversation yeah. about where this is going. Definitely. And they boned. And, it and he says, I well. love you. Which, has he said that yet? I've lost yeah. track. He said, I, yes. I didn't think he had. I, I didn't think so, because earlier that night he'd said, I'm falling in love with you. I thought he said it last episode, Maybe though. he just backtracked. Yeah, I think he backtracked. He got confused. They're what all stage? saying it. He's like, he's like, what stage of the bachelor love am I in? Am I falling? Have he's I begun like, to I fall? I left my punch card I, back yeah. in the yeah. room. Um, they didn't sleep a wink. He's so grateful for the night they had together. He's like, I'm more sure than I've ever been. And she's like, and I'm more sure about you, Mr. Jed Wyatt. Yeah, so when she like, said that, I was like, oh, man. I know. I was like, she's she might as well said Hannah Wyatt. That's how yeah. I felt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's time for Luke P's date. Ooh, okay. Luke P, I just, his chain and, and cross it was, was really popping. He has the worst fashion sense of any other man that's been on this season. Peter it's, looked a little bad during his daytime date as well. Yeah, but I Luke think it's just there, Luke. I it's think I've become so fixated bad. on Luke's because his is consistently bad. Right, it's like that that horrible jacket with the. And to be honest, the, I don't love Jed's style either. Oh, not a great no. style. No, oh, no, 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 Tyler no. dresses Tyler the best. Tyler dresses sure. the best. Yeah. But Jed's, like, I almost don't notice, and Luke's to me, like, I just note it. It's like his T-shirts seem sort of. Nothing confused right. about Nothing the way right. he wants them to fit, like, and but his just the giant, very, very large cross. Before, but didn't he feel it? It keeps getting bigger as that. <laughs> yeah, it feel, I feel that it's expanding. It might just be like in my mind. It's another version of gaslighting. He's literally exchanging it for yeah. other ones. I would not be surprised. But I have to say, and I have nothing positive or complimentary to say about Luke. Like not at all. I don't even like the name Luke. Like that's that's, that's where we are. That's where we are at this point. And that's yeah. a biblical name. I thought he seemed so light he did. in the daytime he episode. Did. He did. I well, felt it. So I was I was watching, because there had been so much buildup, my husband doesn't watch the show anymore. He was like, I'm watching tonight. And so he sits down with me. The Luke P date, date starts. And after the date portion of the date ends and the commercial's up, he turns to me and he's like, he doesn't seem so bad. And I was like... Excuse me, sir. Yeah, he doesn't though. seem so bad. If this is the only thing you've <laughs> yeah. seen of Luke P, but like coming to it without any context, he was just like, "Yeah, like seems fine, like a little weird, like fine." Yeah, and he, he you're right. He was. I think he was also riding the wave of the hometown date yeah. where he had so many character witnesses. His family was significantly <laughs> yeah. more charming than him. And Luke is uh, able to be delusionally confident about how into Hannah, uh-huh. into him Hannah is, even Constantly. when things are going badly. So I mean, after we, it, it just extended forever. So after a good delusion. date, like, he is yeah, just he's, like, he's like, nothing's holding me back. Yeah. He's like, I am the one 100%. Whitney, it's like when you're with someone and they cheat on you and they take you back. And then you cheat on them again, and they take you back, and they keep taking you back, and you're like, like I can't I, do nothing, anything to yeah, screw this like, up. This person's really, really into me. But I will say this. 
you have to realize he's been separated from the guys for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. So he's refreshed. It's just him. He's right. seen his family. He's with his producer, whoever he's assigned to. And I always have said that sometimes the house can bring out the worst in you. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is how he really is. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to give him that much. He continues to be separated from the house when things really go awry. No, yeah, he came back. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but first they get on a helicopter to check up one of her bucket list items, Santorini. This is a cool date. It, it was. is. It's really nice. Yeah. I want to mention one moment that happened on the helicopter that I could not make sense of, which is they're on the, over the, the GNC or something. <laughs> oh my God, this and she part. says, I think it would be so cool if we could swing from a ladder up here. Is that what she says? Yes. That's exactly and what he she says, said. I love your imagination. imagination. (laughs) I put it on pause and I went to the bathroom. I just needed a quick break after that moment. My husband was so amused by that. He is so doltish. Like, I I just, I'm so overwhelmed by how... He's not smart, and it I, really is hard to watch. But can we pause on Hannah? Says, you're yeah, a Pippi Longstocking. Yeah. Like, have you seen that? That actually happens yeah. in the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what that she's referring to? I don't know. But I that like, legit happens that in, the, in the I Adventures love of your Pippi imagination. Longstocking. It's like, I'm just trying to think of what, if someone said that to me after I'd said something like, I wish we could walk over that bridge. I love your imagination. Well, I want to be clear here, though. I think that that is about the only reaction you can have exactly. to, I, I wish That's we could true. swing from a I'm ladder probably, up here. That yeah. was not a normal thing to say. And you can just see him being like, I, I love, love your, your imagination. imagination. Honestly, like, what he else had do you a, a decent response. Like, I, I feel like I would one. just be like, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's totally. Uh, yeah. Why would you want to swing from a ladder? From a helicopter? Like, no. She says. Um, and or she, they just they the two of them do not know how to have an actual conversation. It's uh, <laughs> so weird. And this is when Hannah says, "Like I think he's at his best with me when no one else is with us. No one can see." And this is she's such, probably right. Oh, she's probably right, but that's such a damaging idea. That is like a textbook thing that your friend says to you about their abusive boyfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. If, exactly. Mm-hmm. If, if you are with someone and they are only their best self around you and no one else, like that is a problem. Yeah. 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 If you're the only one who sees the good in them, that's yeah, a problem. That's, that's bad. a problem. Yeah. Um, but she's like, he really loves me. I'm so thankful to be in San- romantic, romantic Santorini with a guy who really loves me. Yikes. I really felt at this point like she saved a date that really mattered to her for Luke because she's like, I think he could be the one. And they enjoy Santorini a little bit, wander the streets, etc. She's like, I love staring into his eyes. I feel completely entangled with him. They sit down. They have a champagne toast. um, And she's like, I loved your hometown. I loved hearing who the people who love you think you are. (laughs) And I've seen the person they That is really damning. Who they... The people that love you most believe in their hearts that you are, but no one else believes Nobody else can see it. There's just so many problems with everything that she's saying. I'm, like, cringing. Yeah, it's bad. And then he – she says, I think we're starting to enter into a new chapter of their relationship. The lightness that you mention is – he's exhilarated by this. He's almost laughing with joy. He's like, (laughs) oh, my goodness, this is unreal. And I was like, well, it's kind of a normal thing to say. Yeah, his intense joy was – Scary to it me. It was yeah. disproportionate. It was maniacal. Yeah, it was maniacal. <laughs> That's the word. That's the word. Um, he's like, when I look you in the eyes, I see my future wife. 
I don't take the word love lightly. Which he said week one. Yeah. Right? Like, how did you not take it lightly when you said it yes. in public, stripping, like, on a stage? <laughs> um, and then he says, you know, we're at this place is so beautiful and the sights and the sounds but honestly just like giggling with you and looking you in the eyes that's all I want Luke saying giggle is something I wish I could have unhappened to me that was so upsetting Um, and so they make out and he's like I could be asking my future wife to marry me in a week and that is a very real possibility at this point so they head to the night date Hannah's in a pink moto jacket and a leopard dress. Uh, kind of like a hard-edged look for I think this we've, we've seen this moto jacket before. It, it's a it repeat. It is a reoccurring jacket. Well, I, yeah. I think I had one in light pink. <laughs> <laughs> it is a jacket we wear, but I love yeah. this it's outfit. It's nice. I, I love too. this whole outfit. I thought that I think that the fashion this season has been really yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I loved the fashion on your season, and I love this. I wasn't— I, lo- I loved her nighttime fashion. Yeah. yeah. Not the daytime, really. The daytime has been hit or miss, but, like, Becca's fashion I really wasn't super into, so this has been, like— a a nice refresh. And the lead picks. So that's not, I mean, like, all these clothes are set in front of you, and so, like, yeah. Becca goes So it goes does through, reflect the she, style yes, of the yes. person. So if yeah. you like Hannah's style, that's Hannah that's picking yeah. that out. No, yeah. I think she has good good style. I like it for Hannah, but not, like, I would never wear pink sequins to the level that she does, but I like it for She's her. She's a girl. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, like, her makeup was a little harsh. Like, she's just so beautiful. And whenever they show her in the morning when she hasn't had her makeup done yet, she looks so gorgeous. And then it's like eyeliner all around the eye. And I'm like, no. I liked it last night, though, too. I liked her whole look last night. It was perfect for this date. And the weather, also perfect. Oh, my God. I was like, you could not. This entire night date was such a gift. It was so narratively satisfying. I like, was soaking up every single minute. Oh, my God. Also, I just want to know while we're talking about outfits, Luke is in a white dress shirt that clearly not had not been washed or pressed <laughs> since it was removed from the package because it had those lines. The creases. The creases right where you fold a shirt to put it on the shelf. <laughs> I was like, it's so blatant. Like, I am I guilty of doing this sometimes? Yes, but not on television. Not on national TV. <laughs> like, steam it in your shower. Like, what's going on? Um, so they sit down and she toasts to being at this place in the relationship and where they've come from to where they are now. And he's like, yes, yes, we've made it. And then he's like, he thinks he's just done. He's like, it's in the clear. My pure virgin bride is in front of me. Why would he not? No, you're right. He's been reassured every week. It's just crazy how like he's basically clawing back from the brink constantly and then as soon as he feels like he's on stable ground he's like great now it's time to talk about my requirements (laughs) (laughs) he's like she just said we're in a good place yes so great so there are some things i want to talk about how pure are you let's um discuss he says you know there are things i want for myself and my future wife and i want it the way i want it which is just a a bonkers way to open this conversation yeah he's really but this is him. This yeah. is him. Like, you cannot script this shit. This is okay. him. This mm-hmm. is... And he... I think in the, like, culture that he has been immersed in, this is a completely acceptable thing to say. And you've seen, like, on online, a lot of people 
support him. Support do him. they? Yeah. yeah. Oh my and God. It's really I, I said, I said have today been, as, oh, a it is just as a Christian, I do not want him representing us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how, because Hannah also obviously is a Christian and feels differently, but her mentions are just full of Vitriol. women who are supporting Luke who thinks that and she I've, is being, acting shameful. I got some responses to even my very general tweets about the episode just being like it's very a lot of disappointing. It's yeah. a lot it's a, it's a lot of very representative of bachelor nation. Yeah. Yeah. Um so his whole intro is weird. He's like you've mentioned being a spiritual leader in my household. I relate to that. I want to make history for my family or something. He says, like "What? By, I don't know what by that means." By being a born again virgin, being the and first a born again bride, virgin, like I don't to marry another born again virgin. Um, and he uh, wants to make sure things are the way they're supposed to be. Oh, this. So just, let's talk about I was sex. So repelled by all of this. Um, and he says, "Sex is a beautiful thing, but only within marriage. The marriage bed should be kept pure." You know I'm not a virgin, but it's been a few years since I've had sex, and I'm saving myself for marriage regardless. And, like, he's basically like, I know that you're, like, a good godly woman and you haven't been having sex, but, like, well, I just want to hear it from your mouth. And he says – right. And he <laughs> says, exactly like, I know that neither of us are, are virgins. Right. But, like, I need to hear it from your mouth that you're not, you know, right, being impure in this setting. Right. Um, because lots of people say they believe in things, but they do them differently. They claim to be faithful to the Lord, but also they say they're looking forward to sexual intimacy in the fantasy suite. So I just don't believe that's something you should be doing. And I want to make sure you're not going to be sexually intimate with the other relationships. I have all the trust in the world, but I want to be on the same page. If you told me that you Ugh. had sex with one or multiple of the guys, I'd want to go home 100 percent. But if not, I want to move forward. This is this is just an astonishing monologue, because the thing is, at growing, I grew up Catholic. Rachel, obviously, you're a Christian. There are elements of this that are so familiar to me, but I just cannot imagine presenting it that way to someone. I know these people. I went to school with these people. (laughs) So what he was saying wasn't. It honestly wasn't shocking to me. Yeah, it's more so representative of. This you give Christians a bad name because this what you're saying is what people think, like how they stereotype Christians. They're judgmental. They're holier than thou. They're without fault. And it's like we are all sinners. And it's like the first thing that they preach to you as well. So the fact that he's saying your sin is greater than mine, it's despicable. And mm-hmm. I and like that's why it's like I don't get how people are backing up what he's saying, because if you really follow the Bible and you really pay attention to what the Bible says about what Jesus was doing. It's not what you were doing, Luke. It's not representative of it. So yeah. it bothers me so much. And there's so many Christians like Luke. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was really great how she responded, which was clearly being thoughtful about her own faith, which was to bring up uh, the the episode in the New Testament when a crowd of people is going to stone a woman who was like found adulterate, adulterate engaged in adulterous behavior and Jesus says, you know, whoever of you is without sin, cast the first stone. Um, and that is emblematic of his teachings on on morality and sin, which is you should remain really focused on your own and you should not really be endeavoring to cast judgment. So, like, Luke is definitely approaching this whole conversation from the 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 idea that he gets to stand in judgment, right? And of what I, what she's I found done. was really striking. And look, I'm I'm Jewish, 
Um, so the language around this stuff is not like the what I grew up hearing. Um, but it did strike me how he was so focused on what she needed to do mm-hmm. and uh, and his requirements for her rather than saying like even even Sean Lowe, who also identified as a born again virgin. Every time he spoke about it, it was, well, I've made this choice for me because I want to mm-hmm. not have sex mm-hmm. until I am with the person that I'm married to. There is never – and you can make whatever choices you want to make about your own body, who you choose to share it with, how you choose to share it. But to make those demands of other people is where you get into it, a problem in my mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Hannah also sort of addresses the idea that – I think Luke is baked into this purity culture idea of sex as sort of like the ultimate sin almost like and almost as a for a woman specifically for a woman. Yes, (laughs) especially Um, and as a sort of separate and apart sin, a category of sin where he can say, well, I'm not having sex. So I get to judge other people who are having sex rather than viewing it as just one among a range of things that are deemed sinful by the Bible. Um, And he is certainly not being perfect in any of those things. So he, you know, and I think Hannah sort of calls that out. She's like, sex is maybe a sin out of marriage, but so is pride. And so you can't basically act like, well, I'm being chased and therefore I am sort of this holy, divine, non-sinful figure. You have your own sins that you should be paying attention to and you're not. I also love that multiple times he says, can I just cut you off and speak? And she says, no. No. I thought I thought she did I love that. so well. It's like this. I really, really liked her this this episode. Me and too. I kept thinking, I'm like, you know what? She's had eight weeks to develop this clap back. So she better come with it. And, <laughs> and she, she did. did. Yes. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is stuff that she had been thinking about, Luke, but 100%. then questioning herself. And so it was very fully articulated inside of oh, her. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. been stewing within yes. her. And it just – I always felt like if Luke leaves, he's going to have to crash and burn. It's not going to be, right. I'm just not giving you a rose. He is going to burn. I mean, and that's – he did. Because yeah. he refuses to – so, I mean, at this point, she's basically said, I'm mad at you. You're not my husband. You have no right you're not addressing that you have your own sins. And he tries to backtrack here. Yes. He's like, look, look, look. <laughs> I don't take it lightly that I said I love you. And like, so basically throwing out a crazy, crazy scenario. Crazy scenario. Let's say you had sex with all the three other guys. I'd want to work through it and I wouldn't ask you about it. Oh, the condescension. The, he so contradicts himself. Every this, this happens every single time. Wait, wait, that's not what I said. That's yes. not what I meant. He's such a gaslighter in this moment. He is. He says something very explicitly and then tells her, that's not what I said. I'm being yes. misunderstood. And he is still doing the oh. manipulative thing of instead of just saying, which I would not love. I don't think that purity culture is healthy. I think it's controlling for women. But like I think as someone who was very baked in it myself when I was young, I understand saying sexual chastity is very important to me outside of marriage. I would want my spouse to be on the same page as me. And if you're not, then I should probably go home. But, like, that's my journey that I'm on. And instead, he is throwing out these very manipulative statements. Like, I'm sure you're not doing this. But, like, if you did, that would be bad. Which are meant to really put her on the defensive. He was trying to to guilt her. He was trying to guilt her to, like, I think he thought if I I have the first. Yeah, imagine if he had had the first 
fantasy suite and he right. thought if I guilt her she mm-hmm. won't be able to do it with anyone else that was it was totally yes. manipulative. it was so manipulative like to say like throwing out a crazy scenario what if you had sex with all the other guys wild that is such a manipulative way to frame that it is totally meant to frame the the activity that the fantasy suites were set up for as this unconscionably crazy thing for her to do and the ultimate manipulation can I pray over you when he oh, that was the that ultimate was just manipulation. that was despicable. Really, he uses religion and Christianity as like a, a, manipulative a tool of manipulation. Tool. Yes. Exactly, and I think we've seen this throughout mm-hmm. uh, throughout the whole season. But it was made so explicit in this. Mm. It's like he takes all of the subtext we felt from him and he makes it text mm-hmm. in yes. this in this date and. He's not a subtle man. Yeah, and he says, you know, I don't want to be misunderstood again because that's happened a lot. And he says that in a tone that is accusatory. Right, like Mm -hmm. you've misunderstood me. And then he follows it up with, I can understand the slip up, but all of them? Yeah. Like he's basically just like, oh, what? what? So you're saying you're a whore? Right. You are a whore. At this point, maybe I can forgive you if you repent to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not Jesus. And if he had said that to me, can I pray over you? I would have been like, yes. And then I would have been like, now I have a little prayer myself. Goes a little something like this. I would love to see that. Me too. I mean, again, he's, I think over the course of this conversation, he's like, maybe I can prevent her from having sex with the other guys. And then he's starting to be like, maybe it's too late and I need to play it cool, but also I'm pissed. And I just don't think that you have any right to behave like that. If it's really so important to you to to have that uh, partnership with someone who feels the same way. Send yourself home right now. Exactly. Which, which he, he said wants, he was going to do in his right. first sentence. Yep. He, he said, I want instead, to go home 100%. He wants to stay there and then try to exert the power of being in a relationship with her over her to get her to do what he right. wants. He expects that if a woman checks off enough of his boxes and says she's a woman of faith, then therefore she will bend to his will. And that's what he wants in a wife. And that's very disturbing. And that's yeah. not Hannah. Like, no. he yeah. wants a submissive woman to do whatever he says. Right. Have you met Hannah? You're yeah. like, it's nothing. Well, I don't You're think nothing. he ever did really try to meet Hannah. That's true. I think he <laughs> saw true. what he wanted in her and and created himself and, and a vision of her around that. The yeah. guys, from doing... The Strahan and Sarah show. So I've met some of the guys on the season, and they've said that for Luke, it was very competitive. They've like confirmed yeah. that it was just a competition for him. Yeah. No, and, and he's CrossFit. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a cult. I've done it before. I mean, everything for him is a competition. Look, this is a man is a competition who eats peanut butter jelly and egg sandwiches. I okay. knew, like, what? he could. Yes. Now oh I feel. <laughs> Uh, I hope you don't okay. have any CrossFit. Yeah. I apologize no, to all the no. CrossFit listeners. So Hannah, um, Hannah says after the slip-up comment, she basically says that she was in love with him. She says the closest thing I've experienced to love at first sight was with you, and your relationship, our relationship, and this gave is me hope. Great insight into why she's kept him around. Oh yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. A lot of people have been speculating on that already. And she says, you know, you've broken my heart throughout this process. I've broken my own heart because I've allowed it. To ignore the red flags for how I feel and then to have you say this about me. Like she's basically like I've let a lot of bad behavior on your part slide and because I believed in you and in us and and you are repaying that so poorly. You are right. repaying that with Questioning with her very character and her faith and all of the, these things that I think she believes are very core mm-hmm. to who she is. And um, And this just like broke her. Yeah. Yeah. 
She says, you know, to say that if I've had sex, you can X me off. Well, I could have X you off for a lot of reasons. You may abstain from sex, but you struggle with lots of things. There's so many things I don't want in a husband that you've shown. So that's a big fuck you. Um, and at this point, it's thunderstorm. And she's just so like great. in the rain looking increasingly furious. It was perfect. I, I, yeah, the whole thing was because at first on the previews, on the previews, you saw a close up of her. And I thought, my gosh, she's so angry. She's sweating. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was raining. It was just pouring on her. <laughs> um, so then Luke is like, well, if you slipped up, you know, nothing would change for me. And Hannah says, well, I don't slip up. He doesn't seem to understand that calling sex a slip up, like a choice she may have made or may in the future make to have sex, is not a slip up. Yeah. It is a choice that she wants to make. Yep. And this is when she cites the the Bible verse about yeah. casting the stone. And then she says, you know, I do make mistakes, but I'm finally seeing that you haven't shown respect for any of the guys throughout this process or for me or for yourself. You keep saying we should do this or that, but it's not a should. It's a want. It's a desire. I know I've given this my all. I've cried and struggled and screamed. I've made decisions that have kept me up at night. There have been so many times I've wanted to say I'm done with you, but my heart hasn't let me. I've prayed for clarity, and now I feel I've finally gotten clarity. I do not want you to be my husband. I just got chills reading that. I loved it. It was great. It was so good. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. I'm telling you. She probably had this whole speech written out in her journal. She was ready to fire it. It was like an anger orgasm. Yeah. It was was just so cathartic to watch. And I imagine it was cathartic for her to have it shown and, and to say it. And of course, his response is, can you give me a chance to speak? And she says, No. And she's like, can you just get up and leave? And he just sta- sits there. Like, he won't move. She's like, Luke, yeah. it's over. Get off of our TV. Like, get out of here. Go I... away. And she has to beg him to exit. It's fucking wild. It I... just showed how crazy he was. He's, like, possessed. Yeah. He is scary. He is genuinely scary Like, he to was me. losing control, and he was losing his mind in that same yeah. moment. Like, it, I think he thought he had a... Uh, like a control over her. Yeah, and he in did. that moment he lost it and he didn't know what to and do. And that's why he says, you know, I feel like you owe me a minute. And she this just completely sets her off again, understandably. She's like, I don't owe you anything. Do you not understand that? Like he I do not and he doesn't. That. He doesn't at all. He thinks he is a godly man who is owed the, you know, love and devotion and purity of a woman that he chooses. That is what he believes he he is owed. Yeah. Um, and finally he gets up and walks with her after many, many requests. He, but he keeps asking her for a minute to talk and she keeps saying no. She's saying, you know, Luke wants love only for people that want the things he wants and that see things, see love the way he sees love. But my husband will accept me for who I am and allow me to be my own person. Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah. And Luke is like, well, look, like she's not giving him the time. So he's just taking it. He's like, look, I wasn't trying to judge you. Which is LOL. hilarious. I was just trying to describe what I thought would be the ideal scenario. I love you. I see a future. What we have is undeniable. I don't even care about what you just said about not about having clarity. I don't care about that. <laughs> I was like, wow. I wow. still feel. Again, you just said it explicitly. I do not care about your feelings. Yes. Your preferences. Because what you he have still explicitly feels, stated. He still feels like she doesn't have clarity. I'm glad he knows better than her. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you said it best when you're like, he's not dating Hannah. Yeah. Like, he is not listening to anything she's saying. It's almost like she's not even there. If it was another woman, he'd be talking to her the same way. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so he says, something in me is refusing to get in that vehicle. And Hannah says, well, from what you said, I could probably get you to get in the limo. (laughs) So I have had sex. And Luke says, say what? (laughs) (laughs) He's like a cartoon character. And Hannah says, and Jesus still loves me. Obviously, from how you feel, me fucking in a windmill would make you want to leave. Epic. Oh, go girl. Yeah, she's like, what can I say to get this guy gone? I fucked. I fucked someone who wasn't you. It was in a windmill. It was great. (laughs) It was the ultimate fuck you because it was like, not only did I do it once, so don't try to say it was a slip up. I did it twice. Yes. There you go. She was like, I did it a second time. I didn't just go to the fantasy suite. I fucked in a windmill and I did it a second time. And then she winks. She um, winked? She I winked. <laughs> Not at Luke, but at the at camera. At the camera. It was ITM. And then she says, my husband would never say what you just said to me. And she opens the door for him. And this is where he says. And she's, he's still standing there. And she's like, what? And he says, may I pray over you before I leave? So disgusting. So, I, I'm he telling is positioning you. himself in some sort of moral authority over her. And and that's what, like, all the people who are defending him... That's what's so upsetting about because it. Because I get it. I get being in that world and being like, you can't just be like, everyone sins, so I get to plan out my sins and laugh about it later. I get that mindset. I've been there. However, Luke is basically doing the same thing, which is, like, I get to be in charge of what sin is. I get to judge other people's sins instead of doing what Jesus asked me to do, which is to focus on my own behavior. He thinks that he's like, what, like her, like her priest? Like what? May I pray over you, Jesus? Like a God. Ugh. He yeah, does. He, he really thinks he's anointed like in yeah. some way. Yeah. Just God did visit that. him in the shower. And that's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, you're not Paul. You get knocked off a donkey. No, he's like, <laughs> like he's like fucking Moses with the, the burning bush yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, but honestly, the people, the the books that of the the gospel that were written by the like just the people who just had like visitations are like the most misogynist ones. Like uh, Paul is like a super hardcore misogynist. No, and that's I I honestly think Luke is trying to have a story like that. Yeah, like, like he's trying to emulate that. I just as I said from the beginning of his package, he had that Bible out. There were no there was no highlighting. There were no pins marking or underlining anything. It was a clean, crisp Bible. Those pages had not been turned. <laughs> I'm he so doesn't. Over him. It's 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 not really about that. It's about a, it's a lifestyle, you know. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, it's, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it has rules that allow him to like say what he wants. Um, so he gets in the SUV. Hannah flips it off as it leaves. I love that. I was like, yes, give him the finger, girl. Yes, fuck you. And she feels. She says, "I just feel weight lifted off my shoulders." And I do feel like Hannah had this active interest and desire for him but I do think also a lot of it was her questioning her own feelings of concern and like undermining her own judgments through rationalizations and through taking on his rationalizations and so it must be such a relief to be like I was right I was was right right. my instincts were correct yeah Wait, Hannah's instincts yeah. were correct. I, th- I feel like she fe- there is there a was something underlying of, the the fact of that knowing she... that her discomfort came from a real thing and not from her not understanding him well enough or not trying hard enough. I think that there was a relief in, and I think that that also brought together those bad feelings together with her gut feeling about Luke because now she has a gut bad feeling about Luke instead of the the gut like love and attraction, and so it's like been resolved. 
I think that feels good. Yeah. No, I definitely think that this was she will always learn from this relationship. Mm -hmm. And like that's like I don't know if I've ever been as in a relationship as toxic as that. But it's like there's always that one relationship where things just click and it takes you longer to get through it and to understand how toxic it really is. And so she'll never date another Luke again, which is great. You know, like it took her a long time. and It was frustrating for us to watch. But in the end, it'll be really beneficial for her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that clearly because of the way that he did manipulate that language around faith, there were things about him that felt very familiar and comforting to her. And so I think she spent the whole season trying to square that with his really, you know, toxic, destructive behaviors. And I think that, it, yeah, it's very healthy for her to say, okay, just because someone apes this language doesn't mean that I have to take them Mm -hmm. at face value and I have to let them into my life. Like, it's okay for me to say goodbye. And what you said about it being familiar, it's you don't really see people be very vocal about their religious beliefs on on the back. No. And so for her to be very vocal and then to find someone who was as well, and I'm sure they talked about that the right. very first night when she gave him the first impression, Rose, I think for her it was like, wow, I didn't think that I would find this exactly. on the show. And then he used it to manipulate her. Yeah. He was like, fine, got her. Yeah. It's been really interesting. In certain ways, I hate that Hannah is so young because it's frustrating to watch her make the kinds of mistakes that you don't often see from a bachelorette. But it is different. It does provide a different sort of angle on dating than the show usually does. And it's been great entertainment also, as bad as I feel saying it. Um, but I'm. I, do you guys feel like she's she's going to end up with whoever she picks at the end of this process? No. No. Mm-hmm. I think she might end up single, which honestly could be a kind of – cool ending. I think it's a blessing in disguise for her because I don't really see it in any of these guys, but I am very worried about her after the show. Mm. It's a lot, you know, and I don't like know how her season goes down and everything, but like it is beneficial to be able to walk with somebody through it. That's fair. And Mm. she's so young and I don't know. I don't really know that much about her. I have no idea like what she does, what she was doing before, what her goals are. I hope she has support. And I just, I'm like, it's, it's all fine and dandy. 12 months uh, until 12 months. So like first year you're traveling, you're getting all these sponsorships, you're getting this money. And then after that, a new one comes in and you're kind of left behind. So I just hope she has like a plan in place. I'm just worried for her that it's a lot coming to you at 24. Yeah. It's a lot. And she's had a tough season. And you had the benefit of having had dating experience, having had professional experience, having like had the time to really think mm-hmm. about who you are in the world and who you want to be and what you want to do. Yeah. And I think this isn't to be condescending to 24-year-olds. I think there are a lot of very self-assured, very smart 24-year-olds. But I think just inevitably, like, those years are incredibly formative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she hasn't really had had that time, and she's figuring that all out in the public eye, which personally, it, like, sounds really, really difficult to me. I couldn't have done it. I always say that at 24, I could not have done The Bachelorette. Yeah. Not at 25, not at 26. (laughs) I just just couldn't. At 24, I was still figuring out how to do my makeup. Like, I was (laughs) like, 24, a year of Claire. I'm going to find a hair serum that (laughs) works on frizz this year. Definitely not going on national TV (laughs) and dating 30 guys. That would not have worked. Yeah. Um, But it worked out very well for you. Yeah. yeah, at thirty one. Yeah, 32. so <laughs> you're a different person. Yeah, and your your wedding is coming up, right? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like 
in I don't even know what today is. Well, then I'll give away the date. It's next month. <laughs> it's next, next month. month. No, it's crazy to think that. And it's it's oh crazy God. to sit here and recap this episode and then think I went through this and then it worked. And it worked. Yeah, which is kind of why I think people are like, oh, Rachel's so negative or, oh, she's so cynical about the show. But it's like I'm protective over the process because it worked for me. And so I, it's a little bit deeper than just pure entertainment because I think Hannah's season is absolutely entertaining. But what kind of – and I guess this is a future question. Like what kind of bachelorettes are we trying to have in the future? Are we going to lean towards, oh, we just want this person because they're entertaining? Or are you picking someone who is like – more has it together, more life experience, who can also be entertaining, but also like is in a better position to pick the right person to spend the rest of their life with. I I, mm. I get torn between that. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, yeah. I think that that's like a really interesting question. And we've been really clear that we hope that they put, you know, themselves, that the franchise puts itself on a path to pick people who are a little bit older. Um, I've enjoyed Hannah's season. I also yeah. enjoyed Colton's season, but you know, I personally would like to see like Mike as Bachelor. Yeah, someone he's thirty-one. Who's an adult. He like has had really serious relationships. Like, I mean, and I I don't know if this is just my bias as you know someone who is in in their last weeks of being thirty-one, and I just want to see <laughs> some people who are a little closer to my age because that's fun. But um, I don't know. I do I do think it makes a difference. And now we've watched enough seasons of this show to f- you can get a sense of when the cast skews. But don't you think that the audience watching the show is becoming so young? I mean, look at the popularity of Colton, even Mm. the popularity of Hannah. In the age of social media, I feel like the audience is becoming so much younger. So as a if I put on my business. Right. I get it. I get get it. Exactly. Because don't worry if they they don't pick Mike. I'm going on a rant. (laughs) I said, if you want me to if you want me to jump back on the bandwagon. (laughs) And when you say jump, I say how high pick Mike. But otherwise, it's like if they pick Peter or Tyler, then they're totally playing into their audience. They're totally playing into the popularity because Mike's not the most popular person. And he won't be. People of color just aren't in Bachelor Nation. Uh, We've talked about this before. Like, look at just look at Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is that is money, and they Instagram are looking at money. Instagram, and they are looking at Instagram also for their choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and right, yeah. But it's like the network just needs to decide like this is a priority, and Mike would be it is yeah. the person I think who's in the best position to actually. I and I just think it's a little frustrating. No. I know that the show evolves and that young people are watching, but like this is The Bachelor. There are so many dating shows that are about like twenty two year old, like hot twenty two year olds. Yeah, are you the one in bikinis? Are you the one? Love, Love Island. Island. Like these are shows about people like Hannah's age and mm-hmm. who are hot, and young people just want to see them make out. And sure, I'll watch too. Whatever, but like. <laughs> Yeah, those shows exist. I think that The Bachelor, I personally would love to see it kind of lean into its niche a little bit and just develop on that by choosing someone like Mike rather than being like, we have to compete with like Love Island by picking a 22-year-old fitness model bachelor. No, yeah. yeah. And they don't. Nobody has taken over an entire day of the week. I mean, they literally have Mondays wrapped around their finger. It's become a whole affair. So the fact, it's like you're really not competing. You've just, you put yourself at the top. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There's no reason not to experiment more. ABC, this is our collective call. Yes. Mike, do it. Rachel, 
thank you so much for coming on. This was a complete delight, and we'll have to have you back and hear about your wedding thank after you it happens. Yeah. Yes, we actually, so a new show for you. too coming out. Oh, that I would love to talk. Yes, oh, yes, 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 yes yet, please. But it's you're gonna die when you hear it. I'll tell you about it <gasps> off the air. Okay, okay. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. We're excited about the wedding. Thank you for having me. I hope to come back again. Yay. Yes. And now it's time for Feminism Fails, and thanks primarily to Luke, uh, we have a bunch. First, we're just going to call out the fact that Tyler's really respectful behavior around sex was apparently so out of the norm for Hannah. This is not a dig at Tyler or Hannah, but a real knock on American society as a whole. Uh, I'm going to give that one a five. A lot of fives coming up in this roundup of Feminism Fails. Luke, we broke down into several elements, although it all comes from the same encounter. Luke shaming Hannah for having sex or even theoretically possibly having sex, um, you know, that's not something that we're ever going to support, even if he believes it's rooted in his faith. It is anti-woman. It's controlling. And we're going to give that a five. And, of course, Luke gaslights Hannah yet again by claiming that she, quote, misunderstood what he'd said about leaving if she'd slept with any of the guys, even though he had literally just very explicitly said that thing. Again, we've talked about this all season. Luke is very manipulative. He's a real gaslighter. He tries to make Hannah feel as though any anger she has at him is just um, a product of her own misunderstanding of his words and intentions. And that's bullshit and shitty. And we're going to give that a five as well. Next, we have Luke refusing to leave when Hannah asks him to leave multiple times, trying to interrupt her, insisting that she owes him a conversation. Um, I'm giving this a five as well. This is Luke uh, not taking Hannah's authority into account. He feels like he should be in control of the situation. He's not respectful of her boundaries. Um, Basically, at every point, he is treating her like her words and feelings are um, subordinate to his as as the man in the encounter. Um, It's really toxic. And I'm giving that a five. And then pretty much in that exact same vein, Luke tells Hannah, even after she has told him to go home, that she's, in fact, still confused. Uh, He doesn't care about the fact that she said she has clarity. He doesn't believe it. Again, he sees himself as the ultimate authority over her, over her feelings, over her thoughts. Her narratives are not to be trusted. Her decisions are not to be trusted. Again, that gets a five. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Rachel Lindsay, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single moment of Hannah's season recaps. We're really coming down to the finale here, and I know it's going to be exciting. So also give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people find our show. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for another episode of The Bachelorette, The Men Tell All. And if you're still listening, are you coming to our live show next week? If so, you might want to watch the first ever episode of The Bachelor because we're going to be talking about it. You can watch it on TubiTV.com. T-U-B-I-T-V.com. 